What's up, guys? You are now listening to the Gamut of Solomon podcast with me, Solomon Ezra Berezin. Benjamin Disraeli said, Action may not always bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. This quote brings me to our guest today, Mr. Frankie Wilson. Frankie Wilson is not defined by the titles he has, but the intention he lives by, which fuels him to take this action. He lives with the purpose of giving off joy, peace, and wisdom, and being open for opportunities for others to express empathy. And it's through this that he has different avenues of being a speaker, a businessman, a radio host, and a philanthropist of his his very passionate The Giving Project. He lives with this purpose, and I believe that it's by this purpose and intention that he's been able to be successful in all these different avenues. I hope you enjoy. And if you want to check out exactly what we talk about, you can go to the description section on wherever you're listening to this podcast and see a, see what we talk about. A- I am here with my man, Frankie Wilson. My man. What's happening, man? How you doing? Bro, I'm excited to be on here with you. I appreciate, appreciate you having me on of here. Of course, of course. Yeah. How's your, how you been? Brother, I've been I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> but um life is good. I have absolutely no complaints at all. Yeah. I mean, I think I was telling you I'm in school again. That is eating up time and energy and everything, but it's it's gonna be totally worth it, so what are you for for the listeners? What are you in school doing? I'm I'm doing a PhD in psychology. I'm specifically studying cognitive behavioral psychology. Okay. So I'm working on some. Um, I'm right now trying to nail down uh, the ins and outs of my dissertation. I've put out some ideas, and I've gotten some kickback from my professors, and I'm trying to <laughs> figure out which way we're going to go now. Yeah. But. Um, it's challenging, but I'm loving it. Oh man, I am loving every bit of it. What's who's like a uh, a big kind of uh, psychologist you love reading about and whatnot nowadays? You know, what's interesting is the um, so the class that I'm in right now is just introducing um, some of the fathers of psychology. Okay. So from James to Wundt and so on and so forth. So I'm learning um, a lot of. It's funny. I started almost backwards. When I started in school, I started with some of the uh, classes that you would take when you're on your way out of the program, Um, and now I'm going back to the beginning, so I'm in some of these earlier level courses um, and learning like some of the principal learning theories. Going back to the basics. Yeah, behaviorism, humanism, and volunteerism and things like that all the isms yeah <laughs> yeah well i took i took like personal personality theory and like i was saying cool. in the other room before we were recording psychology is like something i'm really interested because in it's like you know knowing where the thoughts and everything and the behaviors and all that is going from and absolutely you know, i was mentioning more along the lines of like the nutrition and psychology of nutrition right right but maybe for for someone like myself that maybe don't want to go back to school right now but I could in the future what would you suggest as far as looking into more psychology or different type of things well you know one of the things that I've learned up to this point is that honestly the majority of knowledge that we've attained 
as man is written somewhere in a book. <laughs> so yeah. there's not really anything you can't find that's in writing. But if you want to learn it in a structured way, um, in a structured environment, um, in order to know how to utilize it for a specific, uh, um, in a specific way, mm -hmm. then go to school. And um, I also would not suggest that anyone try to self-diagnose <laughs> or anything like that. That can get dangerous. Self-diagnose. Yeah, you know, like you can read something and say, yeah, that's my issue. Just off of reading one thing. <laughs> I feel Whereas like you, I've done that before. Yeah, you know, I mean, and some there's some truth, but then there are people that have taken years and years to uh, learn all of these different aspects that could go into that one issue that you may have seen. There could be a lot a lot more, um, a lot deeper circumstances that are beneath the one issue that you saw that need to be um, peeled back and worked through before you even get to that. You wouldn't know that though if you just read one book or read a couple of, of books and self-diagnosed. You're saying peeling back like something that somebody... You know, like so, um, say, um, for example, you're reading a book and, you, and it says, you know, people with anger problems have do X, Y, and Z. And so you say, that's me. I have an no. anger issue and think that's it, but have not you know, you probably don't know that the anger issue is linked back to something that may have happened when you were young and that that happened when you were young caused you to react or caused you to develop a certain behavior and you can see it through all of these different aspects of your life and through relationships and you have to can you have accept, to be aware embrace, be aware, yeah, and learn what you're going to do with that and that takes a whole um, series of steps and there are people that are trained in how to do things like that and walk you through things like that so that's why I say you can learn a lot but if it comes to you know really trying to figure things out for yourself or even for somebody else I would go to a professional that's why people like me are going to school yeah. <laughs> to be able to help folks out through stuff like that think, you know I think that could be something in my future doing that sure going man back to school, hey you can see dope. my books dude <laughs> for sure but Seriously. when when you're saying like peeling back the la layers, do we think do do you think, in order to kind of to notice the patterns of whatnot that we're seeing around us and what we're doing, that you need to go always back to kind of the like the like to the core to change it or just be kind of aware of it, aware from it, where it's coming from. So then when you have a thought that come that that uh, is create that you create. Mm -hmm. And you notice that it's coming, like, where does this thought come from? Sure. Like, uh, you know, I had maybe some uncertainty kind of stuff. And then now I know if where uh, a thought comes from, I'm like, oh, that comes from this kind of uncertainty. I don't need to even think this anymore. Sure. Like, so sometimes there's a, there's a difference, right, between um, stopping the bleeding and healing the wound. Right, so you can put a band-aid on something and that'll immediately stop the bleeding, but there may be something deeper in mm -hmm. that you need to, you know, work on, work out in order to uh, heal or, you know, put your body in a place to where that whole thing can heal itself. And so, you know, you can do both. You can see that, for example, this, this type of conversation or this type of temptation is a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately know I don't have to go back to my childhood to know that if this is a trigger, stay away from the trigger yeah. or put things in place to keep yourself from, you know, being triggered. But a lot of times if you don't figure out why it's a trigger, what it is about it, then eventually it will manifest itself in a different way. And you mm -hmm. may not even realize that's what's going on because you didn't also do the the background work. So you can do both honestly you can stop the bleeding but i would say that it would be ideal to at least consider 
if things are um, more than what they seem. And if it does seem like there may be something a little deeper, a deeper issue, then go ahead and investigate it so you can understand it, you know? Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. So tell me a little bit, tell our audience a little bit about the radio show that you are hosting and, and I mean, you, you got, you, you're a businessman, you have a radio show, you're a speaker, a philanthropist. What is it? What do you enjoy? What do you enjoy the most about all those? Um, I enjoy being. For, and matter of fact, let me step back real quick yeah, because course, we kind of just jumped straight into it. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for having me on. Of I am um, excited and proud to see what you've done up to this point with this podcast and everything that you've been growing in as well. It's mm -hmm. been exciting just yeah. to watch you move, man. So I appreciate yeah. the fact that you're letting me be on here with you right now and even be a part of this yeah. whole experience with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess we didn't uh, start off that way, but I met, I met, <laughs> I met Frankie back last, oh, a year ago almost, mm -hmm. at a holiday party with, uh, it was like with a mutual friend of ours, a mutual yeah, friend. A couple of them. And just kind of clicked right there. I was talking to him and uh, then reached out to him recently about doing this kind of podcast because I know he has a radio show and just been bonding since then. Yeah. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be around vibrant kind of mentors like you. Oh, man. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just so people out there know about me, the thing that I like to do um, the most is I like to be... Um, I like to be honest. <laughs> um, I think that's right. If I were to simplify what I do, it would be I'm, I'm being honest with as many extensions of myself as possible. So um, a lot of times, and I, I like to live out purpose, and I believe that purpose doesn't lie in a position. Mm -hmm. Purpose lies in the character. The um, intention. Yeah, character and intentions, and not just that, but the things that are eternal. The things that live beyond you because those are your gifts that were given to you for the world that's what purpose is written is completely structured around is what parts of you are uh, parts of the whole mm -hmm. if you will so um, what I like to do is to expel as many of those parts as possible through um, giving off joy giving off wisdom giving off peace giving off um, as many of those different things through the avenues that I've been blessed to work through so radio is one of them that's a great um, yeah, yeah I talk for a living so I like to talk and uplift and yeah. teach um, I like to be able to you know uh, open up opportunities for other people to express and um, operate in the field of empathy um, and empathy for others. So like you were talking about yeah. philanthropic things, I have the Giving Project, a um, nonprofit I started some years back um, as a subsidiary with some of my friends um, of Whispering Echoes. And what we do through the Giving Project is we just create projects where people have an opportunity to give to other people that they'll never know. Yeah. Um, another thing that I like to do through my radio show you brought up earlier, Inside Gospel, is I pretty much like to, or I have created a platform for multiple genres um, under the same message to be heard. Mm -hmm. So when you go to different radio stations or, and this is a business thing, and so I get it, you know, um, for the sake of business, you'll go to a radio station or you'll go yeah. to a CD or whatever place and things are broken up into genres or whatnot. But that separatism has caused some divisiveness when it comes to uh, the way people, especially under the auspices of the message that my show is, is centered around, mm -hmm. which is the gospel. So 
there shouldn't be any division when we're all <clears throat> touting the exact same gospel. And so my whole intention is to bring all of these different cultures and these genres together under one roof so that people can get the totality or full experience of the gospel heard from different different voices. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I want to go back. You said about the, uh, the giving project. Yeah. So... As a ch- you're, you're giving charity and you don't know who it goes through or they don't know who they don't know so, so I like so, that because yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go but yeah. like in, in Judaism we have uh, I think my brother sent me a message or something about it uh, this past week mm-hmm. but there's like layers of charity you know like I can give you uh, 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. and it's it's a great type of charity but I think there's like the highest type of charity is giving uh, and without like get the other person knowing where it comes from that's right Uh, you know sometimes or a lot of times people give and it's really about them Mm -hmm. more than it is who they're giving to some people say look i gave that guy to use your example i gave that guy ten dollars look at me look at how Mm -hmm. great i am you know um so that somebody else can tell them they're great or they say i gave that guy ten dollars so they can feel great about themselves Mm -hmm. but in no time or a lot of times it's not, I gave that, ten, that guy $10, I feel so great about what they are about to do or what it has done for their lives. A lot of times we don't even follow up <laughs> to find out what the end goal and uh, we should be a little more cognizant you know, of our behavior when it comes yeah. to things like that. We give and we don't even follow up. Why? What was the real reason for giving? Was it really to change someone's life or, um, in the long term or was it just to to change a moment that you could feel good about. And so we feel like if we can t- do our best to remove ego from the situation or the scenario where you don't have a selfie opportunity, you know, to yeah. be able to take selfies of you giving to the homeless, for example, or take, you know, pictures and videos of you going and bringing food to a family in need, maybe then your, um, your mind will go more towards what you're trying to accomplish. And so that's kind of why we give in private, so God's praise in public. We don't take yeah. any, um, we don't take any credit for it. We just, we this is what we do. This is what we've been about for years, and we've been really successful um, with with it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you said uh, about knowing where, where like or why you're kind of doing some doing even charity, but it's also uh, for anything. Mm-hmm. It's understanding like where it comes from, but then when you're talking about ego as well. How do you know where that like the, or how do you maybe know where that voice is kind of coming from? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I, I would say like I had a thought maybe, oh, I'm just doing this podcasting and stuff to gain attention. Mm-hmm. But then that is that really true? No. Where does that voice come from? You know, the truth is a lot deeper than that kind of sure. stuff. Sure. But then it's also like. You could push you could push someone or find like what is the real the kind of like the deepest stuff, but you also have to be in tune absolutely absolutely, and that kind of goes back to what we were just talking yeah. about there, right because you immediately said, "Is this the reason no that's like akin to what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. stopping the bleed and band aid over the wound okay I've, I know that that's not it, mm-hmm. but what is the reason <laughs> that deeper digging mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier. Um, with what I do with the giving project, you know, it's not my job to assess everybody's position, you know, mentally, emotionally or whatever. Um, but what we try to do is for what we know, 
eliminate as many opportunities for ego and to enhance as many opportunities for love, mm -hmm. for real love to be um, exhibited. So that comes through fellowship, that comes through charity, that comes through empathy. So, you know, those, those are the things that are kind of build around and just make sure that as much attention as possible is mm -hmm. given to those things versus opportunities for the other things to okay. grow. Yeah. You got any, uh, like, good books or anything about knowing the origins and stuff of ego because as I also like a great one that I read that helped was um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle that was a fascinating yeah. one just because because ego isn't just like I would hear in sports you know leave your ego out the door right right type right. of thing but it's not just the the pompous kind of like look at me kind of stuff yeah and so that and then one poem I read this past week that was honestly like really calming and helpful was If by Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, Rudyard Kipling. I feel like mm -hmm. I've heard that. I, I really... I actually... Oh, it's on my other journal, but I wrote it down. On you and all things. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I do know If. I had to learn that when I was online for yeah. Alpha. Because there's, there's, a, there's a line, there's <laughs> yep, a line sure from do. it that says, if you can keep... If, uh, if no, the, the, the one of them about uh, triumph and dis... Uh, something and know that they're both of those imposters are the same yeah yeah and so I it's like having that kind of balance but. I love that one actually yeah I, I pulling it up yeah I was and um, just also to answer your question um, I was actually going to bring up Eckhart Tolle as well <laughs> but I was going to bring up the power of now which I believe I've talked to you about before um, New Earth as well is a good one I'm um I'm a big fan of his and uh the things the the wisdom that he's put out. But it's yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, the the line I I found is if you can deal with both triumph and disaster and if you can handle it when others twist twist your truths into lies or take the things you devoted your life to and turn them from broken into alive again. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Took the words out of my mouth. But yeah, so Eckhart Tolle is a big one. How did, how, what do you do uh, or what's a, a practice that you enjoy doing that? I asked uh, my teacher this last week, but how do you kind of channel this, the energy to do all those different type of things and remind yourself of the kind of intention that you have? So then when an ego thought or something comes up, you're aware of it because... Sure. Um, so one of the greatest uh, benefits of the work I, I do or been able to do is um, where it started. Um, and it all started from within. And it all started from a place of real love. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was doing it with my friends. Uh, we were actually starting out with just helping out some families that were in need. And when it didn't seem like the odds were going to work in our favor, uh, the decision was made not to go any further with it. And I just could not let that go. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. And so I did it. I just went forward with it on my own. And it was actually from that action that I created the giving project from that. So it, it, it was a pure, it came out of a pure place and intent of just wanting to help somebody else. And, uh, I mean, we have a mantra that we're blessed to be a blessing. And so we live by that. Everything, everybody that's, 
been a part of the giving project knows that's what we do yeah um and so if i'm able to maintain that that mindset that i'm blessed to be a blessing and what i'm doing is to be a blessing at all times how can i be a blessing then that always removes me from the scenario um even though it's me doing the work the work is truly about someone else versus what i can get out of it it's only about giving it's not about receiving back i believe love reciprocates itself so if you're giving out love, you don't have to worry about it coming back. That's just what it does. And then on top of that, you don't really have a choice in the way it comes back to you. You just know that it's going to come back Which to you. Which is exciting. Yeah, it is. It is because you know it's going to be love. Yeah. You know that it's going to be love and that's what you want. You give what you give, right? Yeah. So I, I would rather just focus on putting that out yeah. and um, anticipating the reaping the benefits at some point, whenever it comes. If it it's doesn't happened. come, I mean, the benefit will know that I did what I was made to do. I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. Ultimately, serving, yeah. Something I'd, I'd love to to start doing some more. You know, you know we're we're not put on here to be by ourselves. We're not put mm-hmm. on this earth to be by, be by ourselves. The things that we're given are not for ourselves alone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but we're all a part of a whole, and that whole is all a part of one. And so everybody's connected. And so if everyone's connected, what we do should benefit someone more than our, someone else other than ourselves. Absolutely. And it should come from something that's more than ourselves, from within as well. So I, I believe that perhaps something that would be ideal for people to live a more fulfilled life would be to let go of um, the idea that I need to gather all of these different things or assess these different scenarios to see how they benefit me. So that at some point later on in life, after, I've, after I'm standing on my mountain of gold, I can throw a couple of coins down to the people below me. That just doesn't, that's not what this life was made for, I don't believe, and I don't, I don't live by that. Very nice. Sorry to interrupt you. No, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. I was I was thinking I'd like to get into some more uh, kind of just organizations to to help and give back as well because I spend a lot of time kind of just gaining more clarity on what it is that I really enjoy and really want, which I do also think is important. But now that I have you know like a a, a good idea that I I should go. Because, well, I enjoy it, just like you said, and serving others and, and knowing that you're helping yeah. somebody as well. And we can, we can find it in all of the things that we do. You know, I just finished working for about a year for a uh, nonprofit, a, a shelter, homeless shelter. And um, it's the largest one and the oldest one in the city of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working just as an accountant for them. Um, and what was interesting was that they tried to make sure we maintained perspective the entire way through, which was that although you are, you know, plugging numbers, what you're doing is setting up an establishment to help change thousands of people's lives. Sounds like a good organization, daily. yeah. Yeah, you know, but somebody could look at it and say, oh, I'm just an accountant, I'm not changing anything. It's like that, it's like that old uh, story uh, where somebody's walking around people just putting bricks together and somebody and uh someone walks around and asks one one worker is what are you doing with these bricks he goes i don't know i'm just earning a living type of thing but then he walks around and asks someone else and he's like i'm building i'm helping build a uh cathedral or something yeah yeah i mean and i think i think it's good for your listeners to know because somebody could be listening right now that thinks that they're not doing enough or they can't see how they can be a help to someone off of whatever's 
uh, small, and I use that term loosely, that's a relative term, small thing that they're doing. Let's just say with the brick layers, you know, somebody's laying bricks or somebody's making bricks, somebody's um, picking up dirt that's going to be made into bricks. And they say, all I do is scoop dirt for a living that's made into bricks. Yeah, but that brick has provided a house for somebody that was probably homeless for 12 years and is trying to get back on their feet. And if it wasn't for you taking the time to make that brick, yes, other people can do it, but you were chosen to do it. So instead of worrying about everybody else, look at what gift you've been given. Yeah. You've been given the gift to be able to create the foundation that ends up creating a life for someone else down the road and probably hundreds of people after that person and it lasts longer than you ever mm -hmm. will and that's the center of what we're supposed to be doing that's what purpose is really all about as yeah. well in my opinion yeah in my opinion yeah. No, I like that a lot and how, how do how would you suggest somebody remind themselves of that type of thing it's great to have that um, kind of environment or someone you're working with that uh, that is is telling you you like you had with the account being when you were being an accountant reminding you that you know you're helping all these type of things but you know there could still be a point that someone's just like it's just not I don't sure. feel it it could also just be a sign maybe that they're ready for something new you know I would say first off that it's a hard habit to break looking at what's in front of you only. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have spent a lifetime, however many years you've been living. It's um, it's only up to a certain point to where you start paying attention um, to where you start operating in, you know, levels of mindfulness and awareness of what's going on, yeah. you know, and and uh, what the deeper meaning may be to what you're doing. And so let's say if you've only lived to be, let's say, 30. Right. Um, that's at least 29 years of a habit that you've created of paying attention to what is and what is in front of you mm -hmm. visibly versus um, what else is, you know, in between the lines or what else is behind that, you know? So, and it's natural <laughs> as well. It's natural for us to assess what we see. And from that, we, um, and our brain just works to do it. We try to eliminate as many risks as possible, as many things that don't seem logical so that we can live the safest life possible, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, it's natural, but at, at some point you have to come to a place to where you're going to, you're going to do the things, take the steps to put yourself in a place of being more mindful, of breathing more and slowing things down and looking a little deeper um, at what's going on in your life and considering things. Um, Eckhart Tolle, again, he, one of the concepts that he brought up was being the watcher, you know, of your thoughts, paying attention to you know what your brain is mm -hmm. presenting to you and you don't have to necessarily follow that but um you can at least identify it understand it you know and see what you want to do it's, with it from there it's big and then the it's challenging because you can be like aware of it and then dive into it like where does this come from but the next thing you know like you're going down like a little bit of a rabbit hole rather mm -hmm. than really all that's necessary is you have a thought you're aware of it oh that's like impatience not like and then you just disengage with it kind right. of like a passing car or something and the, the main thing about that is that it's action which means it's work and everybody yeah, that's people hate work. to work yeah that's the real work yeah man it's like you know one of my favorite quotes i say it all the time everybody that knows me knows um albert einstein he talks about thinking you know thinking is hard work that's why so many people don't do it 
you know, actually paying attention and working through your stuff, that's hard work. Getting to understand yourself, getting control of your thoughts, mm -hmm. control of your actions and all that, um, centering yourself, that's work. <laughs> that's hard it's work. Also, there's also not thinking in there. Sure, yeah. I mean, and even that is work yeah. because learning how to turn things off in your head so that you can be open to receive, you know, what's, what's been trying, to, what's, uh, what is being attempted to, you know, be given to you, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, I would remember when I was in church, the pastors, my mother would always say that some of the most ideal times is when you're in prayer and and you're silent so that you can listen to what's being no said noise. to you. Yeah, and so again, cutting out the noise, stopping your thoughts, um, but it's work. It's work to meditate, it's work to pray, it's work to shut up. <laughs> um, it's even work sometimes to trust and to trust your gut and to go with things, you know, when everything else around you is telling you not to. Yeah. I'm hoping we're not on a rabbit hole right now. I feel like we just kind of flowed into that, and I'm not sure if that's where you're trying to go. But well, I feel it like kinda, it was good. It kinda, no, it, it, it kind of <laughs> does. Like, I'm I'm watching, so I'm aware. Cool. But it, you mentioned I, my question came from asking if you have kind of like any practices you do. Yeah, man, right, I breathe a you... lot. I um I try to stay quiet a lot. I try to always be mindful of my thoughts as much as I possibly okay. can. And I um I mean, it's taken me a while to get to where I am. Uh, and I'm still working. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on now um, identifying the deep triggers that um, may send me into a place of um, undiscipline so or lack of discipline so that I can start working on those. So, for example, um, you know, sometimes it cannot be something so dramatic. It could be just certain words that trigger you and make you react. And I want to be able to make sure I have control over those things, Excuse you know, yeah. yeah, so that I can, um, and you know, I can be better for myself and for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and breathing, man, I can't yeah. say breathing enough. I said a second ago. You'll, you'll have to show me the oh. different type of breathing you do. Yeah, man. But. Yeah. That, that helps my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Before absolutely. I, before I get to my last question, cause sure. We, we, I know we, we ran. We, yeah. we ran a little bit, but it's been a good one. It's been really fun. Cool. Like even just diving into this on and off the record. But I want to first acknowledge and thank you for for being a help and then and for letting you know that I think you're doing a great job with all that because I can just you know sense it and feel it. And even just when the first time I met you, um, it's just like I was telling you about a story before this. You can, I can sense about different people. They have a nice freshness, a nice vibrant vibe, vibrant vibe about them that is just inviting. And I, I love sharing and talking to people. And it's nice to meet somebody or come across somebody like yourself that I can just freely go and talk to and, and just be open almost like instantly with. And so I, I notice that in all the different ventures you're doing. And it kind of it makes me f feel good as well because, you know, I'll have someone ask questions like, oh, what are you doing? And, you know, that was, that's honestly was a trigger before. And then it's common for people and even myself, oh, you know, not much kind of thing. But, you know, mm -hmm. like then I was talking today, like, no, I've actually been, yeah. I've been actually doing like a lot of different things that are, that are following the mission, the in, intention that I really want to set out from and, and live by. So thank you a lot for that. Um, yeah. And my last question is, 
well, that's the kind of gift that you, sh- that you show in my life, like along with the mirror kind of effect or the mirror that everything around you is a mirror of how you are. I like to, to see that from you and reflect it onto myself. Certainly. Not sure if I said that correctly. I'm, I'm following. But what is, what is the gift that you really want to share with the world? Um, I would like to make certain that every person that is listening to me remembers to focus on the things and um, operate through the gifts that are beyond themselves. I like to call them eternal gifts. Mm-hmm. The things we're always told to think on, things that are pure, things that are right, things that are just, joy, wisdom, love, true love. Um, those things that those things that transcend position, they exist beyond any type of physical opportunity or scenario that you could come up with. You can't buy it. The world didn't give it to you. The mm-hmm. world can't take it away. It's um, it's a spirit, and um, I'd like to encourage each and every person out there to follow after that, that true spirit, of love. Ultimately, it all comes down. It comes into love. And one last thing, if I could add to that, um, three words that I would encourage to use less when speaking on yourself and the things and the gifts that you're given and the opportunities that you're given. Uh, Those three words are just, only, and trying. When you say, oh, I'm just doing this. Mm. Oh, it's only that. Well, I'm trying to get there. Whenever you do that, you, you create an expectation. Um, Not only do you create an expectation for someone else, but even for yourself that you have now told a person, oh, if it's just this, it shouldn't be taken so seriously. But you've told yourself that as well. And if you told yourself that, you told yourself and the rest of the world that this is how you and whatever you're doing should be treated. So I would encourage those listening to try their hardest not to ever diminish opportunities and gifts that they are given in life, no matter how much of a meager beginning it may seem to be. Um, I believe that I am who I'm becoming. And if that is the case, if I if I am becoming, let's say, a multimillionaire, then the five dollars I have is a part of my multimillion dollar mm-hmm. empire. That's so I process. can't talk about it. Right. I can't talk about it like it's just five dollars. This is actually a very important part of the investment into my empire or whatever else I'm doing. In life. Absolutely. So let that be let that be your practice when you are diving into the things that you give to other people. It's not only um, a few canned goods you're giving to somebody. It's not just this time that you're opening your house to someone else. It's not, you know, that you're trying to love another person. You either love them and you're operating in love towards them or you're not. And a majority of the times you are. Just do it. It'll set yourself up and it'll set the world up to operate in a certain direction. And you can control that. My last words I always say is if you own your actions, you can create your experiences and you'll live a blessed life. I love that. Yeah. Man, I got to watch what uh, (laughs) subtle words that I'm saying to myself. Always, man. Hey, that's a part of it, dude. Yeah. Damn. Thanks for everyone checking in. 
Uh, again, this is me, Solomon Berezin, with my man, Frankie Wilson, and we'll, we'll be sure to have another episode in the future. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Mr. Frankie Wilson or have him speak at an event for you, you can check out MrFrankieWilson.com or follow him on Instagram where he's got a bunch of great knowledge and fun pictures at Mr. Frankie Wilson. Thanks, guys.